Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the series on water heaters in your home. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where, as always, we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family not in the hospital. That's right. I don't know, Heidi. Do you enjoy those hospital trips? Have you, have you spent uh, a lot of time in hospitals in your life? I have spent quite a bit. In, in Not necessarily hanging out in the hospital, fortunately. No long-term stays, but several surgery repairs on my children for their little boo-boos. They're yeah. big, big boo-boos. The, the big ones. Broken legs and broken hands and so I don't, babies being born. Yeah, uh, that generally happens <laughs> in a hospital too. That's a good That's a good reason to be in the hospital. The right. rest of those, I don't think we want to spend much time in the hospital. Right. So we're going to talk in this last segment about maintenance on your water heater so your family doesn't end up in the hospital. Okay. Here's my question for you. How does not maintaining a water heater result in your family in the hospital? If it were to crack in your basement and uh-huh. you weren't paying attention, you could probably let the basement fill up with a little bit of water and there could be some mold and you could have some breathing issues for the next decade. You know, I was actually in a house last night where they had a shower issue that was getting onto the floor outside the shower and it was causing mold issues for those occupants and then it was leaking down into the space below Oh, and it was causing lung issues for those guys. So everybody was having these allergies. They'd go home and get sick and go away away and not be sick and it was just because of a stupid shower head wow so the same sorts of things apply if you've got a water heater and we all do what about explosions are they capable of exploding oh you betcha and really uh, that's actually the pressure relief valve and I started uh, to mention that in one of the other segments, but I, I don't think I actually finished no, that No, we didn't, we didn't talk about that. I think I got you off track. Yeah. So I did an inspection <laughs> where this guy was buying a home that his father had owned much earlier, like 15 years ago. He was asking me, you know, is this wall original? Is that wall original? I thought, dude, you are one weird puppy. Why do you care so much about whether a wall is original or whether it was added more recently. Right. And he was actually choking back tears from time to time as he was doing this. Interesting. So he knew something. He knew something. He had a story. Here's his story. His dad had owned this property and the water heater blew and it destroyed about a third of the house. Whoa. If his dad had been sleeping in his bedroom that night, it would have killed him. Wow. If you go to my website, you'll also see articles about uh, water heaters and how they can become bombs and or rockets. As a result of a number of accidents uh, and blow-ups and rockets that happened back in older days, they created another requirement with plumbing code that basically says, look, you've got to have a TPR, temperature pressure valve, Mm. also known in certain circles as the pressure relief valve, Okay. PRV. So you want to make sure as you, as you do maintenance on your water heater that this temperature pressure valve or the PRV is actually there and you need to open it up and let it drain some water out. It's going to be near the top. How often do you need to do that? I, I want to say two or three times per year. I've never done that. Yeah. Nobody else does either. 
Mm. If it's been eight or ten years and that TPR and the other valves have never been opened, you probably don't want to start opening it. Are they still safe as far as doing their job? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. Another thing you need to take a look at with that TPR is sometimes they will actually rotate the water heater so that TPR cannot open because it's against the wall. That's not very smart. Yeah, and and I've seen sometimes where it can't open because it's rotated up against the furnace. Hmm. So let's say that the water heater overpressurizes. The TPR says says basically, look, you know, I detect this unsafe situation. I'm going to open up, allow some water out so that we don't have a blow up. Right. And it can't do its job. Because it's up against something. When did those valves start to be put into homes? In other words, if I had an older home, what age of the home would I need to be concerned that there wasn't that type of protection installed? It would have to be pretty old. Uh, I'm going to say pre-1990. And the chances Uh, of having a water heater that is that old are pretty much slim to none. That's still operating and not having cracked or broken or right. leaked in some other fashion. So the uh, the temperature pressure valve is going to have a, or it should have, a drain about three quarters of an inch copper pipe that goes most of the way to the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's the way to find that thing is you can find that drain and then you can open that up. You can allow some water to drain out and close it and that's exercising your valve and then you know where it is. You know that it can open and you know that it's not going to turn your I house like, into I like a, that exercising your valve term. So what that means is you just turn it turn it back every now and then just to make sure it still works yep and you're going to want to do the same thing with every other valve in your house the one under the toilet the one under the sinks you know your water main all of those need to be turned at least a couple times oh the list yeah yeah i can create a list (laughs) much better to know that and to do it than not to exactly because if if these sorts of things are not happening and your water heater does overpressurize Mm. And the TPR doesn't or can't work. You just landed your family either in the hospital or the morgue. That's so terrible. And yeah, we don't want to do that. So that's the PRV, the temperature pressure valve. Be aware of that one. Now we've got the tank drain that we talked about earlier that it also needs to be exercised. We did. Exercise it and drain out the sediment. You might want to listen to the other podcast depending on your Now we're commercials for ourselves. That's right. (laughs) Listen to the other ones or you will die. (laughs) You may die, actually. Or you may have to replace your water heater sooner than you want to. Exactly. That's the keeping your money in your wallet. The $10 fix is just to listen to the podcast, right? And turn the valve. The $10 fix is to listen to the podcast (laughs) and then to go exercise those valves. Make sure you have them. (laughs) Now, uh, as you're you're doing maintenance on your water heater, uh, there's some other points you want to take a look at. As you're looking at the water heater, let's say that you see some corrosion. Uh, Somebody told me that if you see that green the verde the patina on the copper pipes uh-huh. that you need to wipe that off that that can actually cause the pipe to corrode is that true the the verde is actually a spanish word for green yeah um, yeah i like that it is corrosion but it's usually going to be associated with a condensate 
Mm. That is what copper does when it corrodes. Right. I love that look, actually. But If you're going to have your water heater die because of corrosion, mm-hmm. uh, you can look at where the connections are between the copper and, and the water heater. Okay. And if you've got a lot of corrosion there, that is certainly an area of concern. Or if you have the water heater itself that is leaking, right? Uh, you can have some failures there. I actually did, uh, I've done a couple of inspections where the water heater was brand new. And they manhandled it, bringing it into the house. Right. And as I turned it on, I could hear this drip sizzle sound. Oh. And so the contractor basically says, well, that's condensation from the water heater that's dripping into the burn zone. And then the burn zone is, of course, sizzling the water. I said, well, that's great. But if it was condensation, it would stop. Mm. And this didn't stop. Right. So basically what they did is they were pushing this water heater into place is they actually cracked the pressure chamber. I see. The area that holds the water. And they just knew that they needed to quickly replace that, right? Yeah. They just voluntarily took that upon themselves. (laughs) You didn't have to twist their arm at all. And so then it, it definitely became time for the new water heater to be replaced with a new water heater. If you hear a drip sizzle, it is time to replace that water heater right now, especially if that thing is old, because the hole is small now, but it's only going to get bigger. And after it gets bigger, life starts to get much more ugly. Mm. That's when you flood the place or you you get the water heater turned into a bomb again. Right. Good to know, even though it's terrifying. (laughs) One last thing I'd like you to do as you're going home and looking at that water heater, I want you to listen for the gurgling. You know, turn it on, give it about a minute, and if you hear the gurgling, that means that you have stuff. What do you mean turn it on? It's already on, right? Okay, it's on, but it may not be actually heating while you're standing there. So go run the hot water in the kitchen and make it turn on? or you could actually turn the heat up on your water heater. Oh, okay. You go up from warm or whatever setting it is to the max setting, and that will cause the flame to kick on, and then you can just stand there and hang for a minute or so. And if you've got that goo, the -hmm. stuff, the sludge, the mud, in the bottom of your water heater, you will hear it start to gurgle, and, and that's time to either open up the tank base you know the tank drain and and get some of that stuff out or just replace the water heater and all you have to do is turn that handle but as garth mentioned in the other episode if you do there's a chance that the valve will leak Not not seal properly when you try to shut it back off yes so don't do it at a time when you can't yeah. quickly get a plumber over. Don't do it at midnight when you can't call a plumber. <laughs> and do exercise your valves. So if you got that gurgling happening, if you've got a drip sizzle, if the entire pan is corroded, mm. you know that something has corroded that pan, and that's water. Uh. And if you got water in there, it's time to replace it. So what if you want to wipe off that green patina? Uh-huh. What would you use? A dry cloth, a cloth with oil? What what would be the safest thing you know, to wipe that off? It really off with? isn't going to buy you a lot other than it doesn't look good. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because the corrosion is gone. What really counts is the pipe that's there. And remember when we talked about the temperature of the water heater? Uh-huh. Now, I don't know. I know 140 degrees and lower is supposedly more safe for children, but sometimes we turn it up a little bit because we're doing a lot of activity in the house and want to keep it hot. Right. And the irony is that the water heater itself, it just has settings from low to hot, and it doesn't really say 110, 120, 140. There are some 
balances that you need to strike. If you have it too low, you can actually bring in Legionnaire's disease into your water heater. Oh, that's good to know. If you have it too high, there's some other issues. But the saving grace here is that there is a range of temperatures that you will get with any working water heater. Uh So maybe you put it mid-range and you're good. Okay. All right. Mine actually has a little mark on it that shows it at 140, I think. And I usually put it a little bit above that because I don't have young children anymore. Good plan. I did actually read one website where uh, they pointed out that if you go from 140 to 130, it doesn't really make that much difference because instead of heating one droplet 10 degrees, you'll be heating 10 droplets one degree. Ah. So if you really want to make a difference in your gas use or your heat source, you actually want to drop that weight down maybe to 110 100 105 but if you do that then you know there's that risk of legionnaire's disease legionnaire's disease who wants that yeah. i don't even know what I that is I don't but think go google it either. if you're curious heidi your mansion this time has a corroded water heater that is dripping and it's got the, uh, the green patina these downgrades kill yeah. me you're killing me with but these it isn't bora bora <laughs> You can always go swim in the ocean. Well, I can always have just a smaller house with a decent water heater, which maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a practical woman. I might just go for a, a non-Bora Bora practical home that has a decent water heater. I haven't been able to get you out of Bora Bora since we started doing this. All right. HomeMedicUSA.com and be yourself because everybody else, they're taken. This is Julian McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. Yeah, well, Julie's being a little sketchy today, but we're going to share a really special essential oil with you. The Women's Monthly Blend. Now, for all you men, this is a good tip that you You want to share with your wife. You bad as she does. If you'd like the best for all of your worst weeks, period, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com. Bam. Bam. (laughs) 